The College Football Experience, Colorado Buffaloes 2022 College Football Season Preview Episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their brand new over under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by us. Yes. The SGPN app is live in the app store and Google play store. It is uh, free to download and it is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing today. And let it ride. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Uh, you know I'm a Colorado Buff guy. Ralphie, the greatest mascot in sports. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating. Sideline kiss stealing, wheeling a dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi, up. Oh yeah. Let me tell you what. Before we dance, right? Was a diehard. Is a diehard yeah. uh, Colorado Buffs fan. But you know, there were times when I've seen you super duper excited. This was your team. This was your number one team for basically. Well, do you think ECU is taking over Colorado as your top team? Yes. Yeah. Cause as you get older, I don't think it has to do cause ECU had the Scotty Montgomery years. I think as you get older and you realize, you know, certain things, you know, obviously Colorado was a, a, like a blue blood for like 20 years in college football. Yeah. And I, I didn't like a lot of the things that went on like administration wise. Yeah. I mean, Gary Barnett, I'm a Gary Barnett guy. Yeah. All right. I'm a Bill McCartney guy. Uh, and, uh, unfortunately, uh, the, the, they, I feel like they don't care about football the way they should or the way they did. Yeah. Or the way they did their institution, uh, you know, was producing, I mean, before a recent stretch by I mean, obviously Georgia this year, but I think Ohio state had a year, but for a while, Colorado had the record for the most players drafted. I was uh, just looking at that right yeah. now real quick. Let me pop this bad boy in out. one season. And I, that was like, I don't know, like 96 or 95, something like that. They were um, cranking them out from yeah. 1991 to 2003, 11, uh, four years with four or more players drafted in 12 seasons, right? Since then 2004 to present 
only three seasons with four players drafted and never more than four. And most of those seasons from 91 to 2003, they're having like seven, eight, nine players drafted. Even in the eighties though, they had some good oh, players. Yeah. They might not, they, I know like Richard Johnson went to the USFL first. Um, but I'm saying like he became a thousand yard receiver with the lions. There were certain players they had, you know, they had, they had uh, our boy, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, there was a slew of great, uh, pretty good eighties players like Jeff safety, Jeff Donaldson, cornerback, Mark Haynes with the uh, Denver Broncos went to the super bowl with the Broncos, but was a pro, all pro with the giants. Lee Roussan at running back. Um, <laughs> they had talent, Jeff Campbell at the wide receiver spot. I know he was on the, the national championship team. Uh, they went to back-to-back national championships. Um, was that ninety and ninety-one? Yeah, and and what happened, man? Like they they just need to invest in their football program. Colorado's a state that loves their football. Look at the Denver Broncos; they have passionate fans. Uh, even Colorado State has passionate fans. Air Force has passionate fans. Colorado, you know, was one, that was once a a thing that they could hang their hat on. It's kind of uh, it's kind of lost some luster. I didn't agree with the firing of of Mike McIntyre. And they went and got Mel Tucker. Now, I didn't like the hire at the time, but I will say I was I, I did like like certain things about Mel Tucker. He he was recruiting better, but he 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 jetted in the middle of the night. That's why we call him Midnight Mel. <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know I didn't think the Carl Durrell hire as much as you know he's had a su- uh, actually successful history as a as a college football coach. He had a great year off the top. Yeah, you know, but. But he last year he also got Delta. Uh, I'm not sure. I know a lot of publications probably saying he's a bad coach. Last year was a tough hand for any coach because what you had was Sam Neuer transfer very late to Oregon State. That was their returning starting quarterback. He felt like Durrell was going to go the younger route and start JT Shroud, the Tennessee transfer. Yeah. So he bails to Corvallis. Mm. Uh, which is fair. I mean, look, uh, I get it. And then well, Shrout tears his ACL. Do you think Shrout would have been better than uh, Neuer? Oh, definitely. He was yeah. a higher recruit. Yeah, I mean Neuer. Yeah. Neuer, you said was a defensive. Yeah, the safety that that uh, Neuer, Neuer was still though solid. He was better than Brandon Lewis. And then so all of a sudden, both those guys are gone, and on the fly, he's got to start this freshman Brandon Lewis, yeah. who clearly struggled. Um, but we had, and I, I don't understand how we were that bad offensively. I'm a Darren Cheverini fan. I let, you know, I love Darren uh, back to his playing days at Colorado, but I do think they could have been cr- more creative and more successful. I thought the offensive line wasn't that bad last year. I would have ran a lot more screens to get him going. Cause we had very talented wide receivers. They're all, they're all gone now, but, but Jerry Rice's son, who's, who's going to be starting at USC, yeah. uh, Brendan Rice. Uh, Dimitri Stanley, son of Walter Stanley, former Colorado player, played for the Green Bay Packers in the '80s and '90s. Um, we also had. Uh, While who was we're it? on the topic of uh, former NFL stars, Levante Chenault, yeah, sons. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Chenault. Being Chenault. A- that's what I'm saying. We had a great receiving core last year. Yeah. And we didn't. I get it. We had a freshman quarterback. He could. We we struggled to get the ball in the air at all. But yeah. I would have been more creative. On on getting them in the ball in on screens and stuff like that, but I guess defenses per, perhaps were you know much easier said than done. And Darren, I, you know, he's now with Chip Kelly at UCLA. Did Brandon Lewis start the entire season? Yes, uh, ten touchdowns. We didn't have another backup. That was what's, what's crazy yeah. is you didn't have you had a walk on that came on Drew Carter. Yeah, five uh, yeah. passing attempts. Yeah, and, and, and or twelve attempts. It was just a it was just a really bad scenario. I think the roster was better than. Was was better than what the record was. Yeah, 
Um, so I can blame Carl Durrell a bit there. Scheduling tough though. Scheduling's always been since I've been since I have been a Colorado fan. You know, in 1990, uh, I, this I became a Colorado fan because my my oldest brother was a diehard Notre Dame fan. Yeah, and that's one of my first memories was watching <laughs> Colorado beat Notre Dame. So cost them a national yes. championship. So I, I've been a fan since then, but um, you know, I I feel like. They've always scheduled unbelievably aggressively. Like I mean, back even back to the Big Twelve, I felt like, <coughs> like I I feel like every year they're in the top ten hardest schedules for like thirty years. Yeah, and and this year, I think they might be number one. Yeah, no exception here. Um, we'll hop into it, but first let's break down. Uh, let's break down what happened on offense here because I'm not very fond. So Carl Durrell's eight and ten as a head coach, Patty C. At Colorado. At Colorado. At UCLA, he had some successful years. Still got fired there, but like you can make a case. What do you do it? 35 and 27 at UCLA. You can make I mean that's pretty good considering season. If you pull up Chip Kelly's record at UCLA right now, it's probably something similar. If yeah. I think it might even be a little worse. He, he um, managed to go bowling every single time every single year at uh at UCLA. Five years, five bowl games. Not bad. Yeah. Uh so uh, I am worried though, you know, Darren Cheverini, the OC from last year gone. He's at UCLA with chip Kelly. Now he's not an OC. He's an offensive analyst, I believe, but they went out and hired Mike Samford. Uh, look, Mike seems to have a, a decent pulse on recruiting. It seems like so far since he's been employed, I was not a big fan of him or his father's uh, coaching. I should say like offensive schemes. Yeah. I'm not, he could still be a good coach. And I, I don't mean to throw shine at Mike. He's, he's brand new. Um, but they, he, he hired a coordinator that last year was 99th in total offense at Minnesota, 118th in passing offense. Well, we were 129. So are you, I guess, okay. You hired a better passing, but not by much. And you had Tanner Morgan. So <laughs> yeah. that to me is a red flag. They were 83rd in scoring offense. That was a much more talented passing attack. I mean, Tanner Morgan took a huge step back. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's why I was not very fond of the hire. I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but I mean, in his two years as head coach, what's at, happening to this program? Yeah. This is a, a program that was a blue blood for 20 to 25 years. I feel like in college football, uh, at least bowl games were, were, you know, a bad year was like six and six. Now, like you'd be so happy for a six and six season. Well, four and two, just two years ago, you know, if you project that over a 12, should have played for if, if, And if we had the new pac 12 rules, they, they would have played for the pac 12 championship that year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and Mike uh, McIntyre game at 10 win season. So they're not super far away at any given time from they having just a need great to get season. invest though. I just read an NIL article where I think their highest paid players, 25 grand. Based through NIL, and that's just not going to cut it in yeah. college football in 2022. You know, I mean, these players, players are taking home millions. Yeah, at this point. I mean, they they need to get that going. I love the Buffs. I'm rooting for them, obviously, but there is a ton of concern to me, and I don't get it because to me, you you have a you've seen what football can do to your institution from a financial standpoint when you make this was not that long ago. I mean, in 2002, you can make a case. Oh, well, if we had a 14 playoff, they would have been in the playoff. Yeah. So that uh, they had a, they were in the top 10 in 2016 with McIntyre. Yep. I mean, Dan Hawkins was the guy who kind of brought this down. It's Division One football. <laughs> it's the Big Twelve. It ain't your murals. You 
<laughs> so, I mean, Colorado really of the mountain, the whole mountain time zone was probably the best team for how long? A while. A long a time. A while. You know? I mean, and and they should hire Troy Calhoun. Look at what McCartney did. He ran. He ran the wishbone. Yeah. And if you look at that staff, one of the greatest staffs, I think. Uh, I mean, you can go through and really Carl Durrell actually was, was a part of the staff, I think in the, in the mid nineties, uh, 92 and 93. And then back again in 95 and 98 or all, all the way up to, to 98. But um, they had, uh, you know, Les miles was on that staff. Uh, just, uh, 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 I think uh, what's Jim Caldwell was on that staff at the Detroit lions, former coach. Uh, you can go on and on and on. Steve Logan, the East Carolina coach who, who has that great quote about going to ECU. He was on Bill McCartney's staff at one point. Yeah. They got to get back Dude, to being. I, I remember when I was in high school, what we looked at in Virginia as our, uh, you know, pass or a d- defensive backfield films was Colorado tape. Yeah, you know, they they made a great series, super, and then of course they had amazing defensive backs during that time. It's it is possible to win big at Colorado. You know, yeah, they actually had good defensive backs even in their bad years, like Jimmy Smith from the Baltimore Ravens, Isaiah Oliver on the Atlanta Falcons now. Like even through these tough years, they're still a good institution at creating uh, or at, at, for linebackers and defensive backs. I I don't get it, but they got killed in the transfer portal this year. We're going to get to that, but I I, I wonder Eric Bieniemy still is getting passed over in the NFL. I think that would be an interesting hire. But I want Tro- I want a Troy Calhoun. I want Troy Calhoun. I think they should call. I mean, it sounds terrible to say that it's Carl Durrell still the head coach, but I that that hire was not attractive to me. Yeah. Um. I mean, Carl Durrell, like we said, ha- had a, had a decent track record. His first year at Colorado, four and two. So you know, maybe it was a a, a decent hire. And last year, being what it was with the quarterback situation, maybe. Well, we'll- I, I thought so. I thought like this next year we could we're going to be good. But then the, we'll we'll get to it because the transfer portal definitely played a played a huge role. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on, man. They they got to get the program back together. Come on, let's get the band back together. Last year, Colorado was 121st in scoring offense, 98th in rush offense, 126 in pass offense, 129th in total offense. There's only 130 FBS teams last year. Yeah. So the second worst offense in the nation. That's bad. Um, the quarterback spot, Brandon Lewis is back, so he got a lot of experience. Maybe he can he can uh, you know uh, figure some things out, Brandon Lewis. And then uh, JT Shrout is healthy now. The Tennessee transfer. They also brought in Maddox Cop from Houston. I think we're in a much better spot at the quarterback position considering. Yeah. Um can't get too much worse. The running back situation's been an absolute disaster. Uh we thought we were uh, so Jarek Broussard, who's probably our best offensive player. Pac twelve offensive player of the year yeah, last year. He left for Michigan State and Mel Tucker, son of Steve Broussard. Um that hurt. And then uh Ahmad Clayton, who was our backup, he bounced to Tulane. Mm. Uh he's from New Orleans, so he's he's back home. And uh, we still have Alex Fontenot. He seems going to be the starter. I think Victor Venn will get some bumps. But we thought we were going to get Raymond Jefferson. He would, he had said he's transferring to Colorado. Sam Houston State's running back. And last second he switched. So mm, yeah, he was getting like almost seven yards of carry. Yeah, thought you had something. Thought nice we had there. something good. I mean, because I do think they've added some pieces late to try to to try to mask what what happened. But Brady Russell is back at tight end. And I'm looking at the uh, preseason all conference. They have no first team, no second team, no third team, uh, all conference preseason players. And only Brady Russell at tight end is fourth team, all conference. That offense is going to suck. It, 
I mean, look, two of five back on the offensive line. Uh, I will say I, I'll, I'll key in on one player that I think could make some noise, but uh, defensive coordinator Chris Wilson. Now, I am a Chris Wilson fan. I'm a believer. He's from the Gary Barnett School of uh, Coaching, and I'm a Gary Barnett guy. And I think these defensive stats lie to me because they were on the field like 98% of the time last year because they couldn't get a first down. Yeah. There was like certain games they had like three first downs. Chris Wilson had his hands full. He held yeah. Texas A&M to 10 points and he held them to three points essentially for like 59 minutes. Yeah. I mean, if Colorado could get some first downs, they would have beat a A&M. team that, that, yeah. that, that some people are saying are going to yeah. go to the playoffs this year. <laughs> um, they were 73rd in scoring defense, 96 in rush defense, 90th in pass defense, 98th in total defense. I believe they're li- those are all lies. Yeah. I think they're a much better defense than that. Yeah. Um, now Supposedly I don't supposedly bringing back some some experience. I don't know now though. I mean, you you got destroyed at the at the linebacker spot. Nate Lehman, they're they're all they're one of their all time best linebackers is gone. Another really good linebacker uh, is gone as well. And then like they are returning their whole defensive line led by Terrence Lang, but just one of three in the linebacking core, which is Quinn Perry. The secondary got just completely raided. Isaiah Lewis, the safety is back. I did like what he said saying, you don't want to be here. Go. Yeah. Right. I, I'm staying here. You I know? believe he's yeah. the only, he was first team all conference defense. Other than that, that's uh that's basically the only stud they got on the field. I mean, I'm going to hit with, hit you with the portal in a second. They, they had studs, but they're all playing elsewhere and probably start. A lot of them are starting. Yeah. Preseason uh, conference, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, all right, folks. Before we get to that, we'll go game by game on the schedule and talk recruiting. Um, I want to tell you that the Colorado Buffaloes 2022 season preview on the College Football Experience is brought to you by WinBet. Yes, bet fifty dollars at WinBet and get two hundred dollars in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WinBet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their brand new over under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by us. The SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It's free to download. It's your home for all of our free picks and podcasting content. So grab that thing today and let it ride. We're also brought to you by trade coffee, trade coffee, connect customers to the freshest and best tasting coffee they've ever made. I mean, it, it, it's, this thing is fantastic. They essentially what they do is they partner with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns and uh, trade customers are truly impactful for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. And it is expert tasted. Yes. What a job this is. Trade coffee's team actually taste test thousands of coffees. They keep 450 different kinds alive and ready to ship every day. There's no perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you. And uh, trade's human powered algorithm will actually find that for you. So you got to check it out uh, right now. I mean, look, trade is offering new subscribers, a total of a 30, $30 off on your first order. Plus free shipping. When you go to drinktrade.com slash SGP, that's more than 40 cups of coffee for free people. Boom. Get started today by uh, taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let trade find you a coffee that you'll love. Uh, that's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. We're also brought to you by IP Vantage. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other 
prying eyes. That's why uh, here at the SGPN studios, we use IP vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting hundred percent of your data. Uh, so go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use the promo code SGP and claim 70% of your savings. That's ipvanish.com slash S G P. Hopefully you're subscribed to us on YouTube because as we, uh, we got this sweet graphic with the Colorado Buffaloes behind us. Shout out to Ralphie, the best mascot in sports. He is the best mascot. He they is. got a live Buffalo. Yes. That thing amazing. is dangerous as hell. They that, need to go back to the wishbone. That's like a car, a yeah. wild car driving around the field. They got a Buffalo. Yeah. They won national championships with, with the, the wishbone offense. You said with, they, they interviewed, uh, apparently they interviewed Calhoun the last time when they hired Darrell. Come on guys. I don't, I'm not rooting for Carl Darrell to get fired, but I think you it's, are rooting I for think him it might be inevitable. Yeah. yeah, I am rooting for him to run. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> I mean, well, well, I don't get <laughs> Patty C. Um, you know, when we're talking Colorado Buffaloes, I got to play this. Look out, Country Western vibes all over the place. I am a guy on a Buffalo Patty C and I'm, I'm trying hard, hard to, uh, to make sense. I'm trying to bet the over here, but let's, let me tell you what the transfer portal did to them. Are you prepared for their losses? Are you ready for this? Okay. They lost right. Currently still in the Porter portal. I'm sorry. Is offensive lineman Carson Lee offensive lineman uh, chance a little went to Duke. Uh, currently in the portal is their starting cornerback from a year ago, Chris Miller, their punter, Josh Watts receiver, Dimitri Stanley, who I think is a baller is going to Iowa state, right? Running back, Jared Broussard, Michigan state offensive lineman, uh, Kanan Ray to Tulane running back, Josh Davis, Southern Utah, Makai Blackman, USC. And guess what? Lincoln Riley's already raving about him as potentially their best defensive player <laughs> wide receiver, Brendan rice, USC. Oh, he's a fucking baller. Safety. Mark Perry. This guy's a beast too. Guess what? He's going to TCU who we play week one. Safety, Christian Gonzalez, our best, I thought our best secondary, uh, our, our best defender in the secondary a year ago. He went to Oregon. <laughs> Linebacker, Alec Pell, Northern Colorado. Defensive lineman, Jaden Simon, Tulsa. Wide receiver, Chris Carpenter, UTSA. Safety, Trust, and Oliver, Central Arkansas. Linebacker, Zep, uh, Mayoa, Southern. Wide receiver, Keith Miller, Texas AM. Wide receiver, Levante Chenault, Alabama State. Alabama State getting Levante Chenault, huge. Running back, Ashad Clayton, who I, th- I think is going to be pretty damn good at Tulane, is there. Uh, linebacker Steele Dubar still in the portal. Defensive end Blaine Toll, Arkansas State linebacker Lloyd Murray, Sam Houston State defensive end Jason Harris, Arizona. Whew. Gotta like the uh, I mean, sorry Colorado, but you gotta like the HBCUs pulling a top talent like Levante Chanel. Good uh, story there, but tough for Colorado. Twenty four players lost in the portal, only six picked up. They did recently g- do some solid work. Josh Chandler was one of the best linebackers in the Big 12. I've seen him rated as like a top 10 linebacker in college football. He br- comes in from West Virginia. Late get uh nice get though. They brought an offensive lineman Luke Eckerd from Arizona. They uh they brought in uh Chance Maine, a edge rusher from Incarnate Word. <laughs> They brought in uh, Alabama offensive tackle Tommy Brown. Hopefully, he'll be a starter. But this is the one I want to circle because I do think he might be a pretty good player. R.J. Sneed, wide receiver from Baylor. If you watch Baylor, mm. he was like their best wide receiver. I thought over the past couple of years. 
that was a big get for Colorado. Um, because they got destroyed with their other receivers. <laughs> um, yeah, that guy's a, like a fifth or sixth year senior. Somehow. He's good, man. He's yeah. good. So I think that that could help the Buffs some. They also got Maddox Cop, the quarterback I alluded to from Houston, that, that can provide a little bit of depth, I think, for the Buffs. But yeah, they got their ass kicked in the transfer portal. I don't think a team got hit worse than Colorado. Maybe you can make the case for Arizona State because of the situation going on with Herm Edwards, as you know the NCAA and stuff. Yeah. But I think Colorado, probably the team that got hit the hardest in the transfer portal. Um, and it sucks. It sucks. So Patty C uh, let's talk to me about recruiting. Uh, recruiting has been kind of nondescript. It's 53, 48, 36, 65, 58 within the conference. That's good for 10, nine, seven, 10, five. They used to have a top 10 years. classes. Bill yep. McCartney would own LA and in Houston. He would he would get a ton of talent from LA yeah. in Houston, Texas. Yeah. I mean the Houston makes sense being in the Big Twelve. The LA, for whatever reason they were able to get say when Nebraska would get that too. My 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 friend Scott Hale. Shout out to Scott Hale. He uh he was telling me that Utah basically gets the players that Colorado used to get. He goes, Man, when you watch Utah, that used to be Colorado. Yeah. They used to be in the mountains and they used to be hard, physical. That's kind of true. Yeah. So perhaps, Ouch. perhaps Kyle Whittingham stole stole the mojo. A, don't they have like a rivalry name, Rocky yeah, Mountain showdown. showdown or something like that? Bring back the Nebraska rivalry. That's another thing. We should have never left the Big Twelve. I'm sorry. I like look. I like the Pac-12. Look, but I don't. I don't think. And Colorado look what happened in Nebraska. Yeah. You cut off that conference tie, that pipeline to where everyone knows who you are. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're out. I on liked your own. it in the Big Twelve. Fuck, fuck Texas. That's the moral of the story. Texas ruined yeah, all of it. Texas ruins everything. Because people thought Colorado and Nebraska, well, especially Colorado, was like. I don't know that there's going to be a Big 12. Let's get out of here. It seemed like the table was falling when Texas was threatening yeah. to leave. So everyone was trying to, uh, like there was talk that Kansas, Kansas State and Iowa State were going to be out in the middle of nowhere be independents. So Colorado was like, "Let's clinch on to stability." They at, were smart. Yeah. yeah. But um I, I just never it has hurt them a little bit. I, I never think. appreciated the identity. They don't fit in. They don't. They were never like a pass happy team. They were always like a physical run team. Yeah, the Pac-12 was supposed to be yeah. Pacific only. Don't try and integrate. Maybe the like a, a year or two in New Heisel, they passed it a little too much for my my personal liking. But under Barnett and McCartney, I mean, this was a run heavy team. So agreed. Well, as far as composites, nine, eight, eight, ten. So. They're t- uh, within the conference, so toward the bottom, bottom of the conference from a talent perspective in the first place. Let alone all these transfers uh, going out, especially when the portal hits. Uh, Las Vegas, as you see, our win total. If you're watching on YouTube, three and a half wins for the Colorado Buffs. This schedule, see this. This is what I mean, and this is why Carl Durrell should be furious. What the fuck are they doing? If you're struggling, look at what Kentucky has done. And I feel like that we talked about this when we previewed Arizona. Arizona, the Wildcats play, I think Mississippi State. So they they play at San Diego State, a ten win team or eleven win team from a season ago. Uh, and then they play Mississippi State in the desert in North Dakota State. And you're like, what are you doing? You're trying like if you follow Kentucky's approach, which is now now they're stealing like good recruits. Yeah. If playing nobody. Yeah. Wins are the biggest uh, attractor, oh, of and, and you get that extra month of prep because of the bowl the bowls, going. Yeah. So, like Colorado, as much as I enjoyed it, and that when they were really good, I loved that we had all these big time matchups at yeah. Michigan. You know, at Florida State, it also probably kept you from getting to your ceiling as a program. Yeah, and, and you look at the schedule, and you're just like, 
they play 11 power fives, 11 power fives and their 12th game <laughs> is on the road at a team that won 10 games last year. Yeah. This is the stupidest schedule in college football. <laughs> I, I used to love it, but I think now if you want to be smart and you care about your football program, yeah, you got to start scheduling like Austin P yeah. and, and uh, you know, maybe uh, replace air force with new Mexico and maybe uh, replace and okay. Play one power five name one good team that has 11 power fives on their schedule and a road game in their non power five. I game. don't know that I can name another team that has 11 power fives on the schedule at all this year. Yeah. I think maybe USC Stanford and USC yeah. seem like teams UCLA that, sometimes, but not this year. Yeah. But those are the, only, the pac 12 is idiotic, right? Because, and that's why they're, they're out of the playoff every single year is scheduling like this. G- guess what their, their schedule is next year, huh. 11 power fives. And the 12th team is Colorado state. Yeah. You're not going to have success. You go to 2024 Patty C and I know I'm getting way off the, the road here, but Guess who they got? And they got North Dakota State as the 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 FCS team in in, in 2024 coming Gosh, to Boulder. That's the FCS you're inviting to town. Yeah, that's and you're gonna lose unless you get your shit together fast. You're gonna lose to all these games. You know, like it, it's 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 mind numbing to me. But here we go. Three and a half wins. Friday, September second, and I think it is very important for Carl Durrell to start out because I think your most winnable games are in the month of September. So I think it's very necessary to steal this game. Sonny Dykes is an air raid coach. TCU is not running the air raid. I mean, they, they did have some air raid philosophies. I would say um, he's coming into TCU. It's a, it's always good to catch a coach on their first game in, in implementing their system. It's in Boulder at altitude. Uh, so perhaps we can steal this game. I think it's kind of a 50, 50 game TCU coming to Colorado. It is. I mean, we almost beat Texas a and M last year in the season over it was 10 to seven. We were up for 59 minutes. Yeah. I don't think those Texas boys appreciate the altitude too much. Uh, t- TCU's last three games last this year. This is the most important game of the season. In my opinion. Yeah. I for, agree. For, for Carl Durrell. Cause it d- dictates the direction yes. of the season. Yes. And as far as the win totals, it's a, it's one of the big 50, 50 games. Uh, I would say TCU is a better team here. I think Colorado has got so much to my thing is TCU. Like I am not high on the Sunny Dykes hire and it doesn't make sense. Max Duggan does not strike me as an air raid quarterback. Yeah. So I actually think like, dual I think the they're going to struggle. I think TCU is going to struggle this year. Now I, I'm not going to say, I'm just going to say Colorado's going to win this game, but I do think it is a winnable game for Colorado. Sure. And I think I question that hire at TCU as much as I, tw- I question the Durrell hire at Colorado. Obviously, based on last year, you'd have to go TCU. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go TCU. Really, really stunk at the end of. That's last what year. I'm saying, and I, I don't know that Gary Patterson's not there anymore. That defense might be bad. Yeah, that's true. Um, week two. That's a fifty-fifty. We'll check back on that game. In a yeah, little week bit. two. They're at Air Force. So my thing is, if they can win week one. Yeah. I do think this air force game is kind of a toss up game because I think Colorado is stout on the defensive line. They return their whole defensive line. I think they'll be in like air force bleeds the clock. So obviously these triple option factor. teams don't just normally blow you out. Yeah. It, it kind of keeps the game close. We see it with army. Why did army lose the ball state last year? Army was better than ball state. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, you're but, running clock. But by you doing that, you keep the, the opponent in the game. That's the downside yeah. of the of the triple option. To, I mean, sometimes you blow them out if they're completely unprepared. Colorado, I don't think is going to get run roughshod through. They're not a but, soft. But this team. is my point, though, is like if you can beat TCU, and then all of a sudden get a little momentum and and knock off Air Force, you could be two and zero. And and then you know you start <sighs> believing. I look, I got them. I I think. Between game one and two, if you listen to our Air Force pod, I took the, I took Colorado to beat Air Force. I think they're going to get one of the first two. Okay, so I got them at one and one. You? I'll give them one of their first four, and I I don't even want to do that much, but I'll, I'll do that for the sake of this pod. Well, back to back away games here because this this schedule once again we didn't even talk about that. They have two sets of back to back away games. They go at Minnesota to Huntington Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, where they got the talk. They they got their ass whooped by Minnesota last year, and I think they're going to get their ass whooped again this year because Mike Sanford was just the OC at Minnesota. <laughs> I think they're going to know anything about his coaching philosophies. Yeah, it'll be here, so I think they're going to lose this. Yep, on the road, second end of a back to back, and then they're home to DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson and UCLA. I think they're going to get their ass kicked here. Shame this game isn't played later in the season. Getting a team from Los Angeles. Would be nice in November, not so much in September in Boulder. Got to, got to so, agree. So you with got them one and three in the first four. I do too. I think they they're probably going to be zero and four, but I'll give them one and three. They get a bye week before they welcome. Ca- or no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm skipping over October first at Arizona. So this is my point: is if they're able to beat TCU and ride that momentum to beat Air Force and be two and two after September, and then on Saturday, October first, you're at Arizona, you have a chance to be three and two, and then you can actually say. Hey, maybe we can get to a fucking bowl. Yeah, I don't think that's likely. I got them at one and f- one and three, but at Arizona, they whooped Arizona's ass last year. Yeah. Now, Arizona though was the opposite of Colorado. They got they did great things in the transfer yeah. portal. Jaden Delora's there. I can't take Colorado in the desert. I'm taking Arizona to win that. They whooped them so bad last year that I'm going to give this one to Arizona. Uh, Colorado, you mean? Or Colorado, yeah. rather. Okay, so that you got them at what? Thirty-four nothing last year. Granted, that yeah. was in Boulder. Colorado but. beat them thirty-four nothing. What would your what, what's your what's your? I'll give them two and three. I'll give them two and three at this point. All right, join you. I'll join you. All, All right. right. They get a bye week and then they're hosting Cal at Folsom Field, one of the greatest, one of the most beautiful stadiums. Um, Huge game here for that over. I got Justin Wilcox and Cal. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. So two and four, right? Yeah. Then they're going to Corvallis. I actually am kind of bullish on on Jonathan Smith's team this year. Two and five. I'll give them one of those. We'll say three and four for me. Really? Between I, I don't. So you need one more win then. But look, they're hosting Arizona State. This is to me for homecoming on Saturday, October 29th. This is a winnable game because of the scenario. Like Herm Edwards might not be the head coach of Arizona State here. There's your chance for the over. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm taking Arizona State. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> then they host just the talent. I appreciate no, I appreciate the Pac-12. Look at these next four games: home to Oregon, <laughs> loss. Yeah, at USC, loss. Back to back away at USC and at Washington, loss, loss. And then home to Utah, loss. This team, I'm on the under. Me too. I hate to do it, guys. Two and ten, three and nine. Four and eight would be a nice season, you know. I think anything higher than that, five and seven would be. What's a, happened to this a fucking miracle program? for Carl Durrell? Come on, come on, Buffs. Listen to this. Let's get a better NIL thing together. Let's go out and get some players, man. Come on. What happened to the days we used to get all those 
man, they, we used to have tw- 10 players drafted yeah. certain seasons. Come on. I mean, let, let me look at this stat. Uh, from 1991, I believe I was looking at until 1997. So eight years, no, seven years. Uh, seven first round draft picks since 2004. Two, two first round draft picks. Crazy. Yeah. So that's Crazy. what that's, that's, that's almost, tw- so it's 18 years with two first round draft picks. And back in the 90s, seven years, seven first round draft picks. Times have changed in old Boulder. Let's let's get it together, man. Come on, let's go out and hire somebody. I don't know, maybe Carl Durrell's the man. I just wasn't impressed by the Sanford hire. Let's go Buffs, though. All right, I want to run with fucking Ralphie. All right, let's do this damn thing. All right, folks, subscribe to the College Football Experience. You can subscribe, uh, you know, wherever podcasts are found, or check us out on YouTube. Give us a subscribe button there. Uh, if you give us a five star re- review on iTunes, take a screenshot with your phone. Find us on Twitter. We're at TCE on SGPN. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick. Who's on vacation is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give us all a follow. Check out the sports gambling podcast. They're on Twitter at the SGP network. And I think you'll dig a lot of the other shows. We also host the college basketball experience where Colorado's basketball program actually has gotten way better since the nineties. There you go. So uh, Tad Boyle doing a great job there. We also host the college baseball experience with Noah Beanick. We also uh, host the uh, USFL gambling podcast as that season heats up in Canton, Ohio, the playoffs to the road to the freedom cup. Check those out. If you're a Broncos fan, you're going to want to check out the sports gambling podcast because they are already talking tons of NFL stuff. Um, Fantasy football podcast. Also, that's always great. Fantasy football gambling podcast and the CFL gambling podcast. If football is your thing, but NHL gambling podcast. Hello, the Colorado, the Colorado Avalanche. Did they win tonight, Patty? Let me let me take a look. Do we have a new uh, NHL champion here? Do did they get it done? Uh, it's drum roll. Three to two. Uh, they're long. down by one with three minutes left. Well, let's go Avalanche. If you're listening to this, but subscribe to the NHL gambling podcast. I think you'll dig it. All right, folks. This is the college football experience. See you Buffalo style. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here.